Hello, everybody. It's that time of the week. It's time for Inside EMS. I'm your host, Kelly Grayson, and seven for co-host Chris Ceballero this week is our leader, our our captain, oh, captain, my captain, Greg Freeze. Greg, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Kelly. Uh, that's quite a literary reference uh, you make to start with. Uh, I'm glad to be be here. Uh, one of my favorite things to talk about is a genre of literature that I call EMS books. So these are books written by EMTs and paramedics. And it being the holidays, uh, maybe people are looking for gifts, uh, mm-hmm. either for themselves, uh, their staff, their coworkers, or to suggest to their family. Uh, this uh, genre, genre of literature, I think, is worth discussing. Yeah. You know, it's funny you should talk about EMS books. I, myself, have written a couple of EMS books. I didn't know if you knew this, but but I appreciate you bringing up the subject because daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Uh, sell enough books and I'll be able to move into that swanky double wide I've had my eye on for so long. Um, well, Kelly, I should uh, make a disclosure of my conflict of interest. Uh, I do want you to sell a lot of books. I've I've read your, many of your books. I think three of them. Uh, you've gifted me a couple of those. Uh, so I do have that conflict. And I certainly appreciate uh, when you've gifted me books. Uh, but I, I want any EMT or paramedic that's taken the, the I guess, really the labor of uh, love, blood, sweat, and tears yeah. uh, to write about EMS to sell lots of books and yeah. become and wildly rich. Uh, ideally, they class. option that book for a mega movie with James, um, the what is it, James Cameron? He takes a, a break yeah. from Avatar and makes the the Kelly Grayson uh, movie we've all been waiting for. Yeah, Avatar. It's it's like uh, um, dances with aliens, or Fern Gully in space. Uh, <laughs> if we do the if if Cameron takes over mine, it would be you know uh, I don't know who he'd get to play me, but um, uh, I prefer Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, back in the day, it would have been Ed Norton, but, uh, Ben and I are closer to the same body size, uh, and, and grizzled appearance now. Um, but in the genre of EMS books, let me, let me tell you my perspective on this. And I wrote my first, I wrote my book as, as catharsis to keep from going absolutely insane. Uh, I was, uh, a, um, uh, suffering from uh, a breakup. Uh, my marriage had just ended uh, unexpectedly. I, I was one of those clueless males who is, is blind to the pain and suffering of, uh, of his wife until it's too damn late and uh, came home uh, to find a Dear Kelly note and half my furniture gone and utterly surprised. And in the weeks that followed, I tried very hard to be an alcoholic and, and be an unpleasant person. And I just could not, uh, could not sustain that. And I couldn't sustain hatred and, and bitterness for very long. So I just, to keep my mind occupied on those nights on a system status management ambulance, I, uh, I wrote, I hauled out my laptop and started writing. And after, uh, after a, a week or so of this, my partner said, what in the hell are you pecking on on your computer over there all night? And I just handed her the computer and let her read it. And she wore out the scroll wheel um, reading what I had, had written. And she said, this is really, really good. You should, you should submit this for publication. 
Uh, and one story became two and became three and finally became an entire book. And I submitted it to, uh, to uh, a legend in EMS uh, just for his opinion, Lou Jordan, one of R. Adams Cowley's first EMTs and, and uh, uh-huh. a legendary figure in EMS. And Lou said, this is great. I want to publish it. I did not know that he had just formed his own fledgling publishing company. And uh, so Lou, Lou published that book for me and his impression of it was the same thing that I was trying to convey. My problem with the genre of EMS books tends to be that most of them, not all, but most of them are written by people who are first and foremost, not writers, they're paramedics, they're EMTs, they're nurses or, or whatever. Um, and it's the candy coated, sugar coated Pollyanna view of EMS where we all have to look uh, heroic. Uh, the calls always end well. Uh, we're stalwart, stoic, uh, stoic lifesavers. Uh, and, and it's not a realistic portrayal of EMS. It's a loving portrayal of EMS. Uh, and, and the authors are trying to do right by the profession. But it's a real, it's it's an, a decidedly unrealistic view of EMS. And what I wanted to do was was paint this. I love EMS enough that I wanted to show the real thing, and that was my love letter to EMS: the the heartache, the pain, the joy, everything, and just not sugarcoat it. And trust the reader enough to know what I was thinking and what I was feeling. And once upon a time, that that type of EMS book just really didn't exist there, but there are luckily for us, there are plenty of them out there now that fit that category that really give a realistic portrayal of EMS. And, and I'm, I'm happy to read any of them. Yeah. I think that's, that's great to hear your own personal experience as author and, and what resonates with you. You know, I, I agree the authentic and realistic, I think is really important I also want to go back to how you mentioned it was catharsis, you know, part of the way that you were managing uh, really the emotions you were feeling, right? Is that mm-hmm. I think a good EMS book has emotional weight to it and that the reader can, can either feel the pain and suffering that the EMT is experiencing or paramedic or, and, or, and the, the pain and suffering of, the patient, uh, their loved ones, or people just sort of asking uh, mm-hmm. why. Um, but I also feel like it's important that the book isn't just somebody shoveling their email onto the reader. Yeah. Um, and, but there's some sort of reason for that or um, something that puts it in. I don't want the takeaway to be like, wow, Kelly's really a bitter jerk. Um, I, I wanted, I want to know more about like how you work through that or like what the impact of that is on you and your loved ones. Do you know what I mean? Like the displaced emotion. Yeah. There, there has to be a ray of hope. Uh, there, there yeah. has to be a redeeming factor in it. And, uh, and that's not always there. Sometimes you, you know, you know, as well as I do, we go through, we go through call after call and those rays of hope are few and far between. Uh, but when they do shine through, they make up for all the months prior uh, that uh, we question why the hell we're actually doing this job. Um, 
and, and a good EMS book, I think, portrays that. Uh, uh, there may be a whole lot of darkness to slog through, uh, but that one shining moment makes it all worthwhile. It makes it all worthwhile for us. Um, and, and if you convey it, well, I think it makes it all worthwhile for the reader, uh, where you, the, the if you're going to take your reader through the valleys, um, uh, they need to really enjoy the sunshine on the peaks. And, uh, yeah. a, a lot of, uh, you know, we're, we're lucky and that a lot of, uh, of EMS writers now are, are adept enough and skilled enough to, to portray that. And we've got a bunch of them out there. I'd love to, to show some love to. Yeah. What are the, the, any authors you want to shout out to or book titles? Well, yeah. You know, the, the, the first EM, true EMS book I read was Paramedic by Peter Canning. And, right. uh, and yeah. Peter and I have had a correspondence over the internet for, for several years, just, uh, and we always seem to miss each other at conferences. Every time I've gone to Connecticut, Peter was there a different day or not there or, or, or whatever. Uh, and I, you know, I long for the, the day I can, I can see that six foot nine inch, uh, head yeah. bobbing through the, through the hallways and, and pull him off somewhere and have a beer with him and talk. But we've got some great, uh, some great EMS authors out there. There's Kevin Hazard, you know, and Kevin's books, uh, a thousand naked strangers and American sirens are, are, are great insights into EMS and they're, they're well-written and, and full of, uh, emotion and, and pathos and joy. Um, but there are others as well. Uh, one of our own Michael Morse, uh, to yeah. me, Michael is one of the most skilled writers out there and, and his prose is very spare. Uh, Michael has learned, uh, or, or probably, I don't know that he's learned this. This is, this is kind of an innate gift, uh, that you can convey maximum motion with the least amount of words. He's kind of like the, uh, uh, Peter Canning called me once the, the, uh, Mark Twain or the, the Mark Twain of EMS. Well, well, Michael Morse would be the, the Ernest Hemingway. Uh, he's a master of the short declarative sentence, uh, and with a maximum emotional punch. And uh, I've always loved his books, and uh, there there are others out there as well. Um, I like Jamie Davis's books. Jamie writes, you know, EMS fiction with a uh, with a historic, I mean, with a with a supernatural twist. You know, there are there are yeah. lawyer, uh, there are uh, vampires and sirens and 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 fantastical monsters and 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 stories and that's kind of thing in Jamie Davis's stories. But I love to read about them because it's just you know it's it's great escapism and fun uh, with with some of his books with an EMS twist. Uh, I kind of like that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So. Probably Peter Canning and Michael Morse are some of the first ones I read, and then and then I I caught on to uh, Kevin Hazard, and there are a few others. There's uh, yeah. Population Four Fifty One, and oh, yeah. uh, meeting your neighbors one call at a time, and and who was the one by Jane? Uh, um, uh, I know her first name, it's Jane, but it was uh, um, she uh, she was a travel writer who became a became a volunteer EMT and wrote about that. Um, oh. and, uh, of the, for the life of me, the, the title of her book, uh, escapes me. Um, but I got yeah. to meet, uh, her, her instructor in that book, her instructor who is depicted in that book, uh, who was a coworker of, uh, Nancy McGee's, uh, in Connecticut. So, oh, wow. it, uh, it was pretty neat. Um, but one of the things from, 
Yeah, there, for, there sure are. You know, one of the things I think that makes a great EMS book is the element of personal transformation. Yeah. And you mentioned Peter Canning, who uh, I believe early in his career, he was involved in, in politics. Yeah, he was a speech writer. Speech for writing. Yeah. And for a U.S. senator. And, um, you know, reading that uh, transformation of, you know, from that career to EMS, uh, Kevin Hazard, similar. I also think about Kevin Grange, uh, who yeah. went back to paramedic school after, I think, an initial career, maybe in journalism or writing. And, um, you know, I like that, uh, you know, when people come into EMS, uh, maybe a little bit, not 18, uh, but they're searching for something, uh, a way to make a difference in their mm -hmm. community. Uh, and to serve others, and they find it in uh, public safety. And, you know, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about EMS book is, is learning about that change that happens uh, to the person and their outlook on the world. Yeah, and, well, um, touching back on, on I, I did a quick Google search, uh, Ambulance Girl by Jane Stern. Okay. Uh, and when you mentioned okay, transformative story, that was, you know, that, that was a, a bit about her transformation from, from being a, a travel writer in search of, of uh, meaning and fulfillment and finding it in EMS and her, her trials and, and travails as a, uh, as a brand new volunteer EMT and how she became ambulance girl. Um, good little story. It, it was a, it was a great little story. And there are others yeah. out there that, uh, I had forgotten about Kevin Grange. Uh, and of course there are the, the seminal EMS books out there, street dancer by Keith Neely, uh, and bringing out the dead, you know, bringing out the dead is dark, 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 dark. Yeah. Uh, but if you want the mind, a, a, a glimpse in the mind of a paramedic who has been taxed to his breaking point and what we go through emotionally and physically, um, bringing out the dead is a stark, uh, an ugly but real look at emergency medical services. Um, but what what strikes me in reading these books and and the unique perspective and, and opportunity I have is seeing the evolution of a writer uh, as they they do their books. I encountered a guy. I got into a, a cat fight on the internet with a, a paramedic from the Atlanta area years ago. Uh, and, and I, I wasn't trying to be a, a, a jerk, but you know, sometimes I can on, on social media and, uh, we got into a, a bit of a spat about this and, uh, the guy, um, uh, the guy messaged me back and, and he responded poorly as well. It's like, what are you, who do you think you are? God's gift to EMS, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he went and Googled me yeah <laughs> and, and it came back immensely apologetic and i was like okay dude first of all you don't have to be apologetic at all um i was a, a douchebag in that uh in that interaction as well and uh i'm a paramedic puts us, his pants on one leg at a time same as you do uh let's let's agree to disagree and, and let's be friends and and that paramedic was a guy named brad jones uh, okay right oh, and yeah. and brad wrote a and i found out that he had written a book called sacrifice for a diagnosis and, and Brad's first book as an, as a uh, paramedic was, was kind of, well, it was a typical book written by a paramedic. There wasn't a whole lot of craft to it. There was a whole, there, yeah. there was, it was uh, a diamond in the rough. There wasn't a whole lot of polish. His writing craft was not, uh, 
was not um, the best, uh, but it had emotion and heart. But I started following Brad over over the years through his his struggles with addiction. And his story itself is a, is a redemption story in EMS and how he overcame uh, addiction through all the, the, the struggles that an addict goes through and the, the highs and the lows and the setbacks and the, and the recovery yet again. Um, and it's, it's really just a, a great personal story. And when I, on my blog years ago, this is 15 or 16 years ago, I did a collaborative writing experiment. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, we're we're segueing into into my books, but it's a way to show the love to some other EMS authors. Uh, I did a collaborative writing experiment called Perspectives, and I wanted to take because I had noticed that that people looked at the same call through an entirely different lens, and and sometimes you hear them tell the stories, and it sounds like a different ambulance call. So I said, let's let's write about a particular story uh, from three different perspectives: the ER nurse, the paramedic, and the cop on the call. Yeah. And we, we call that perspectives. And, and that became those two perspectives posts written with some blogging friends of mine and my, uh, my girlfriend at the time um, became a viral hit before viral was such a word. Hundreds of thousands of views and, and shares and, and uh, hundreds and hundreds of backlinks on, on uh, uh, before there was such a thing as social media. And I always wanted to continue that. And, and wound up just putting it on the back burner until this year. Uh, and I saw uh, the opportunity to give some, some uh, op- you know, give, give some exposure to some other EMS writers out there. So I contacted, I did an open call on, on Facebook and said, hey, if you're on my friends list and you'd like to write about this, you'd like to, to participate in this, um, give me a shout out and we'll do this. And some of the people I approached directly I approached um, uh, Brad Jones. I wanted him to write a story about treating an addict. Uh, I, I approached Michael Morse, uh, and I approached some of our, our EMS One columnists, uh, Reuben Farnsworth and, and Janet Taylor and Chris Ebright, and said, look, uh, I know you guys are, are excellent speakers and technical writers. Um, here's a chance to stretch your fiction legs. Let's write about a composite right. patient. And ma- Greg, I, I got to tell you, they, these guys knocked it out of the park. Uh, I, I served as chief cat herder and, and structural and, and uh, uh, technical editor on this thing. The cat herding was by far the hardest part. I didn't have to edit a whole lot. Um, these guys did a great job of writing with, with humor and compassion and, and deep emotion and, uh, and uh, they did what um, what Hemingway called the the essence of writing. It's it's simple. You just sit at the typewriter and bleed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and they did a great job with this. Uh, the only critique I've had is that uh, the first two volumes were a bit too dark, and we need to we need to have a, a volume of uplifting stories. You know, birth and babies sure. and birthday cakes and that sort of thing. We'll right. probably do that, but. Um, I couldn't be happier with the new, with the two perspectives volumes. Um, I Good. originally intended them to be one book and it turned out we had enough for two. Yeah. Kelly, the, the medicine, you know, we, for it to be an EMS book, there's actually got to be patient care yep. out of hospital, uh, in homes, on the street, in the field, <laughs> gymnasium, wherever. And of course in the ambulance and, 
Um, as an author, knowing that, you know, if you're actually going to get that double wide, you need more than just EMTs reading your book. You need mm -hmm. lay people. Yes, indeed. Um, how do you balance like the level of clinical detail um, and, and terminology that you put into those pages um, to both honor the EMS audience, but not overwhelm the layperson audience? Um, I think that I have a couple of, of author tricks that I do. Uh, when, when I, when I, uh, describe a medical procedure the first time. Um, the first time I do it, that is the context. I will provide the context and I'll provide not a detailed explanation, um, but, uh, but an explanation nonetheless to let them see, let the, the casual non-EMS reader see what it is that I'm doing. And thereafter, I, I probably refer to it in, in the short, shorthand jargon that, that EMS uses. You know, I will say, you know, I, uh, I, I inserted a big old 14 gauge IV catheter, uh, the size of a, a coffee swizzle stick, you know, and, yeah. and, and do that and, and describe how I, I, uh, the, the ballet of, of, of flushing the line, spiking the bag, flushing the line, hanging it up while you're doing this at 70 miles an hour, um, and try to paint a vivid picture that first time. And thereafter, when I refer to it in the story, um, uh, I can just use the shorthand and hopefully the reader um, conjures that same image I, I, I created the first time. Uh, yeah, I, think, you can I get, think that's interesting. Yeah, I think you can when you get give enough caught up in the in the minutia. Um, I think what we get best is the emotional impact. Right. We get the uh, we the the best thing to portray in the EMS uh, in the EMS novel is the emotional impact, not so much a so there I was, <laughs> yeah, uh, first in on the on the busload of hemophiliac Jehovah's Witnesses that clashed into the the glass factory, and really? uh, um, you, you need to morph from so there I was uh, stories to this is how I felt stories, and and. Yeah. That's okay. been part of my evolution as a writer, and that's what I see in some of the guys that, that contributed to Perspectives. Yeah, you know, some of the books, they're just, it runs like a, a call log where you're yes. reading the narrative of the PCR, um, and it is definitely the there I was. Um, without, I, I think two things are missing. One is the emotional impact, and the other is some sort of narrative arc that, that connects those calls together. Uh, mm -hmm. as, as a reader, that's something I always want is like, you know, what's the larger thing going on here? Is it the personal transformation? Is it, um, you know, explaining a profession and an industry? Uh, but if it's just like PCR narratives, uh, that's a hard book to read. Yeah, yes, it, it indeed is. And that was, that was, if I gave any guidance to, to my, my, public safety and, and EMS authors and perspectives. It was that very thing because quite a few of them said, you know, how are we all going to, because I, I, I took people and I paired, uh, I, I broke them up into teams of three. I said, all right, here's your story ideas. Uh, and I let the, the various authors suggest a story idea. Oh, I ran a good call with that basic premise. Let me, let me, let me use that. And the other two 
had to adapt their storytelling to that person. Uh, so all of these stories are, uh, are based in, on real calls, uh, but they're ultimately a composite patient. And yeah. we had, I had uh, a number of our authors say, well, how am I going to write about a call I never ran and a person I never ran? I said, you're not writing a PCR. Okay. Right. It doesn't have to be factual. You don't have to, you're not writing this for, for 12, for a, a doctor or a nurse uh, as a patient report, or for 12 people who are too ignorant to know how to get out of jury duty. This is a story of how this affected you, you know, and, and they, some of them still didn't get it. And I said, look, uh, you've read my book. And I said, yeah. Okay. I said, have you ever read my book and thought, man, I have been on that call or I've had that yeah. kind of guy. Right. Said, oh yeah, of course. Okay. So write about that. It's about what you're, you're writing about is the emotional impact and the inner thoughts, uh, a peek into the side in the mind of an EMT or a nurse or a medic or a cop or a physician and use the patient as the vehicle to tell that story. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they would say, Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I've run similar calls that I said, okay, so y'all just all morph them together, discuss amongst yourselves uh, and, and make sure that your stories mesh together. But, but the real story is how this affected you. What kind of EMT or nurse did it make you? How, how did it make you feel afterwards? What was going through your mind? I said, and, and that's a universal story. That's a universal story. Right. And it's also, not only is it a universal story, it's unique to you. Nobody wants to read another PCR. But what they won't do want to uh, read is, is how this particular call affected Greg Freeze, paramedic, uh, yeah. or Janet Taylor, nurse, and, and that sort of thing. And, and once they had that bit of guidance, man, they took off and ran with it. And it, it turned out beautiful. Yeah, you know, one of the interesting Thanks. I agree. I read the first volume of Perspectives. Thanks for gifting that to me. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and yeah, it, like it, I'm not reading Perspectives so I can learn how to better take care of uh, domestic abuse victims. Exactly. Um, I, I'm reading it to get the, you know, to see that emotional impact through the people that, that responded. And to me, that's one of the important decisions I think an author has to make is are they are they taking the reader on the journey where the the reader is looking through the eyes and you know listening through the ears and the heart of the actual responder or is the reader kind of looking over the shoulder um you know mm -hmm. kind of on the outside looking in and you know some books do that better than others but i think it's an important decision that the author has to make is you know where is the reader is it in the eyes of the paramedic or is it uh, kind of sitting on the squad bench next to the paramedic. Yeah. You know, that, that has been my, um, my first, the, the first volume of my memoirs, uh, for lack of a more pompous term, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but my first book was, was basically a peek over my shoulder as, as I'm doing this and, and Hey, yeah. um, come along with me on this really cool call. Uh, right. Hey, here's, here's where a, a uh, trailer full of chicken awful exploded like a volcano for, for a hundred yards around and, and see if you can smell the stench from my words or wow, an ostrich killed two people in that, in that wild come along with me on this story. Um, but it was a peek over my shoulder. 
But as I polished my writing craft and as I grew in EMS, it became less of a, hey, neat call. Let me tell you about this, this awesome call I did to um, here, have a peek inside my mind and inside my heart. Yeah. Um, and, and this is what uh, EMS has done to me and done for me. Um, and, and, uh, I want, I've morphed into that from, from rather than just tell a story of a really juicy call to telling the story of the interaction between myself and my coworkers and, and the funny and, and emotional interactions between uh, myself and, and patients and whatnot. Uh, and I think, um, the first one was a great book, uh, of, of cool EMS calls, I think the second one is going to be uh, a great book at, at uh, the heart and mind of a paramedic and, and EMS professionals. Uh, and uh, I think that's a, a better love letter to EMS overall. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's wrap up uh, this yeah. conversation, Kelly, just by touching on the, the medicine piece again, you know, for me, it's important that the, the medicine it's clinical, clinically accurate. Um, but sometimes authors uh, bog the reader down with too much detail. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not a textbook, uh, instructions on how to care for a trauma patient. But yeah. I also want authors to make sure they're setting, you know, giving uh, clues to the reader about time and place so that the medicine is, is accurate for the time and the place. That exactly. The care that you're able to do in Louisiana in 2020 is, is different than what Peter Canning did in Connecticut in the 1990s. And, and that's okay. Um, you know, but it's just gotta, it's gotta hold up though mm -hmm. to the time and the place, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And, and, and there, yeah, you have to give it some context. You have to give it a, a, a feel for what time it was in. And that's, that's a good example of, of, uh, seeing the, uh, the, the younger reader new to EMS uh, of how we've evolved. Um, right. Yeah. But it's all, but, but I, I shift back to the other thing. Um, the emotions and are, are universal and timeless. Um, right. And, yeah. and, and that impact, there is no time stamp on that. A paramedic that ran a cardiac arrest on a child in 1970 is feeling the exact same things that you and I feel in 2022. Um, and, yeah. and that sort of thing is timeless. And I would imagine that the, the paramedics in, in American sirens, uh, are feeling the same emotion, taking care of members of their community, uh, as I am in Southern Louisiana in 2022. Kelly, before you wrap us up, I just want to remind people listening, you know, if you're an EMT or paramedic that's written a book, don't assume that, uh, EMS one knows about it. If, if you want to remind us, let us know for the first time. We occasionally run book excerpts. You can just send an email to editor at ems1.com uh, with information about your book and uh, maybe an excerpt. Maybe you want to do some additional writing for us, uh, but we'd, we'd enjoy hearing from you. Uh, Kelly, bring us home. Um, I'll, I'm going to piggyback on to your, your point. Uh, folks, EMS1 is wonderfully egalitarian about the opportunities that it uh, offers to, to new EMS writers. Um, if you have a topic that you'd like to talk about, uh, um, Greg and the editorial staff at Lexapol and EMS one don't particularly care what your, uh, if you're a name, uh, 
they care about, do you write well? And do you have a good subject to talk about? Uh, and they're wonderful about giving opportunities to new authors, both if stretching your legs in EMS fiction or you're writing a technical article. So if you want to be one of those people that writes about EMS um, and you've, you've read some articles and I could do better, we'll do better. Submit to Greg, uh, uh, gfreese at lexapole.com and, uh, and, and give it a whirl. Um, I'm going to work in my, my shameless plug at the end, support your local EMS and public safety authors. These guys uh, bled onto the, the keyboard for you uh, and did a wonderful job of it. Uh, they are not professional authors, but they did a professional job. And uh, um, if you're looking for a Christmas gift for a, a layperson or an EMT to give a, a peek into the heart and soul of a nurse a physician, a doctor, a paramedic, uh, uh, a cop, uh, or a firefighter. Perspectives Volume 1 and Volume 2 are available on Amazon, uh, and they support a bunch of starving EMS authors. But that's all I have to say. Um, we'd like to hear what you think. What are your favorite EMS books, and what makes them your favorite EMS book? We'd like to hear your thoughts at the show at ems1.com. And for myself and co-host Greg Freeze. Uh, seven for Chris Sevalero this week. Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week. <laughs>